Premier League captains. Today's 5 in 5 is going to be all about the Premier League captains. That's from 1992 right the way through to now. I've done stadiums and I think that's all of them. Oh, and football commentators. But I haven't looked at the actual players on the pitch. So today's 5 in 5 is going to be about, as I've said, Premier League captains. Now, it's the isolation station, but I don't feel so isolated because I've got my friend Andrew joining in with today's episode. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I just feel better recording these episodes when I'm not talking to myself. Yeah, I can imagine. It must get pretty lonely talking to yourself all the time. Yes, but yeah. uh, it's, good, it's good fun, whether this catches on or not. And like I've said, I've got in a bit of trouble for going on Facebook with music, so it's just entirely voices now. Okay. Um, but I've enjoyed doing it, and I know that you've listened to a few episodes, so first of all, thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome, mate. You're doing a good job, and I'm, I'm quite enjoying them. And thank you for joining in with this. Now, to get things out of the way for people who might not know us, um, I am a big Man U fan, and you are... A huge Liverpool fan. Excellent. Oh, breaking news, by the way. Liverpool have won the league. April oh, Fools. Yeah. April 1st. <laughs> ah. um, anyway, so I've tried taking uh, my allegiances out, but actually, I, I'm trying to take my allegiances out. But I think my looking at my list, my list is still pretty fair. Um, and you've admitted that you've not got your list in front of you, so I'm quite looking forward yeah. to the ones you make up. <laughs> at number five for all-time Premier League captains, the player. In your fifth on your lineup is Andrew? Alan Shearer. Why? Because he has always been he has been the focal point for Newcastle throughout the early noughties. His goal scoring record is phenomenal phenomenal. And on top of that, he's always led by example. He's always got into opponents' faces. He's always been he's always been there. He's always been sh- You right? Yeah. No, I just, uh, sorry, I was just turning you up there, and I think it in- interfered with the call. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so Alan Shearer is yours. Mine, I would say, it took me... Uh, my first four, as we'll get onto in a minute, dead easy, I thought. But actually, yeah. number five, Alan Shearer came to mind and then went out of my mind, really, because I, I was kept saying to myself, there's got to be someone better. And I think there is, and I think it's Scott Parker. Which is an odd choice, I'm well aware. But West Ham, Fulham, Tottenham, captain material. And I think actually he was one of the last old school captains. Up there as well is the current Mark Noble. But actually Mm. if we're going to look across the past 27 years of Premier League, I'd say the fifth best of all time is Scott Parker. Who's your number four? Well, before you move on to number four, I've got to admit Mark Noble came to mind for my list as well. But the reason I thought that the reason I didn't put him in my list is because in my I feel that as a captain you should give probably about eight nine out of ten every every week you should put in one of those performances. Yeah. And for me, Noble has been in the team where at times you have sometimes you have had to question his commitment at times. Yeah, so he gets a, if if we would, yeah. if we were to do a top 10 I think he'd get into both our lists oh, yeah, definitely, and also definitely. I have a sneaky suspicion that if we were to do this in three years time he would be on both our lists because we'll have had his retirement but the fact he's a current player makes it easier to downgrade him oh that doubt mate that doubt so number four on your list 
Number four, I've got to admit, four, three, and two are very close together. Okay. But I think I'm going to put for my number four as 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 Jordan Henderson. In his Sunderland and, years. Pardon? In his Sunderland years. <laughs> All the way through. All the way through. I know that's it's easy for me to say that as a diehard Liverpool fan, but for me, Henderson embodies what a Premier League captain should be. In my in my in my in my honest opinion, the way he the way he and look, he may not have won. He's won the Champions League. You could argue he should have won the Premier League this season, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. But taking taking that to one side again, similar to Shearer, he's always been there when the going gets tough, and when he was injured earlier uh, in the season, it was very noticeable on the pitch. Right. How Liverpool's performances suddenly dropped because of his lack of influence being on the field. Where I will agree with you is I think his injury and your performance post-injury has made him look a lot, lot better mm. than he is. And if we were to do a Premier League captain in the last five years, again, I would put Henderson in there, but across the since '92 to now, I don't think he comes close, unfortunately. But that's exactly why I've called you, so yeah. that it's not a podcast of me just talking to myself. So it's a podcast full of opinions, and people can Absolutely. message in their opinions on C Martin nine nine two on Twitter or Chris Martin on radio, because I'm actually going to call this episode Premier League Captains featuring Andrew Estelle. Very nice, very nice. Uh, my number four, John Terry. Um, nice. Now, captain material on the pitch, yes. Off the pitch, he could easily fall down the pecking order because actually, off the pitch, I'm not sure yeah, he that's why... can be considered a captain. But uh, before and after that controversy, he still did pretty well. Um, for me, though, a captain has got to be a role model. And yeah. That's why Terry is nowhere near my list. He wouldn't even make top ten. Yeah, but that, how many? Alone. How many captains do we not know about? His super injunction failed. That's all that happened there. I feel. But uh, yeah. again, again, the, the reason he's there is longevity. He is the last. Yeah. Yes, again, going back to Mark Noble. Mark Noble could be considered longevity, but he was, like you say, very rarely a seven out of ten. Some weeks, mm. um, whereas he was consistently an eight out of ten in all his years at Chelsea, apart from possibly the last one. So mm. John Terry, I'm going to move on to my number three uh, now. Yeah. My number three is very simply Wes Morgan. I laughed when Leicester signed him from Forest. He then kept them above relegation. Everyone credits Ranieri and Nigel Pearson and Steve Walsh, the signings guy, for that league winning season. But I actually think it is the pairing of Wes Morgan and Hooth. And I had to tell myself, right, who was the captain out of those two? And it's Wes Morgan. Um yeah. Doing extremely well, I think, to be top three on any list. But actually, I thought to myself, yeah, because of what happened in that short space of time, he is the best captain. And actually, he is still currently a captain, even though it's probably captain in name only because he only plays in the FA Cup. What about your number three? Uh, I I went with Patrick Vieira. Oh, he's on my list. I'm not going to tell you where just yet. Why did you pick Vieira? Well, again, you've got to acknowledge that that Arsenal invincible side, and yeah. for a team to go, for a team to show that dogged determination not to lose, yeah. you've got to look, you've got to look nowhere else but at the team's captain Vieira. True. And that's, and again, monster on the field, 
incredibly intimidating. Various other players have recently admitted that Vieira was just a nightmare on the field. Yeah. And just I couldn't look anywhere else really. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Now, Vieira is, just to reveal my uh, second, Vieira is my number two, so it segues perfectly in to number two. So he's your number three and my number two. Was he the captain of Invincible season? Because I wrote it down thinking, yeah, absolutely. But I'm sure Tony Adams was still kicking about. I'm I'm sure it was Vieira. I'm I'm showing a huge lack of football knowledge here if I'm wrong. I'm thinking, I was there. I was in the stadium when... Arsenal won the league at Old Trafford in 2001, and I know that I, don't, don't, I know that wasn't um, Invincibles, but was Vieira yeah. captain there? My next question is: Was he the captain for Invincibles? He was definitely there, but I'm pretty sure Tony Adams was there or thereabouts because who are the centre backs? You've got Colo Torre and and I can't think of it. But yes, mm. very similarly, uh, Vieira is my number two for all the reasons you said and just that passion but also the respect he had at times Um, just compare him to Martin Keown for example Um, Keown jumping all over Ruud van Nistelrooy I think I've actually answered my own question from a moment ago just there I think it was Colo Torre and Keown in the Invincibles Um, but he was just a prat to be quite honest and actually Martin Keown does not do well in these podcasts whereas (laughs) So I've uh, Patrick Vieira is classy as well as nasty. Yeah. So he's my number two. Who's your number two? And, and uh, my number two, again, I'm I'm showing here that I am not biased in any way, shape, or two, form. I've gone with well, I've gone with Roy Keane as my number two. Well, I'd say you're biased because he's not your number one, but carry on. I <laughs> know. Oh, well, I've got, I've got to admit, it's, it, it, take, it would take a lot for me to acknowledge that he's number one, but even so, he's still. A quality player that I can't not ignore. I always, think that, I always think the best captains have been the midfielders, and I think yeah. that actually that actually shows in my list. To be honest, yeah, I think I'm wondering if that's because we are fans of a certain age, and I'm wondering if people 19, 20, and younger one mm. do they value captains as much as we do? Two, I think it would be a lot harder for that generation to make a list of captains, and. Um, Three, I think even in from comparison to our dads down to our generation, I think mm. captains have lost their role. And again, he was the one of the last, him and possibly Scott Parker, and Martin Noble, once he goes, I think that's it, um, of the modern, modern captain that can actually have that much say within a club. And you won't be surprised to know. Your number two segues perfectly into my number one. That's what why I'm going to. That's why I'm going to carry on talking about Roy oh, Keane because Roy Keane is my number one. I had his picture on my what? bedroom wall when I was younger. Um, I just think he's unbelievable. Well, can I say why I think he's number two and not number one? Okay. I, I, and then I, I'll I, fire back with why he is actually number yeah. one. Yes. Okay. The reason why I marked him down was because sometimes he would cost his side the game and the red missed the sense. No. I, I, I think as a captain, whilst you've got to show that fiery passion and determination, you can't lose your head like the way he did sometimes. Yeah, but over the longevity of the time he was there. I mean, open, openly admitting in his autobiography that he intended to end, end a player's career. Yeah, re- evi- that's, right. not, that's not captain behaviour at all. Two like, questions. That's why. 
two questions. Have you? This is definitely not a five in five. This is a five in twelve now, by the way. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should just launch our own podcast. Uh, what was I going to say? Have you read that autobiography? Well, I've read, I've read uh, the Have you read the autobiography? Have you read, even more importantly, have you read his second one? I haven't read his second. No. no. I'll give you that one. So, now I know there's a certain newspaper that you cannot stand, and oh, that if at any, re- any red top you cannot stand. However, what you just came out with there for the reasoning is pretty much something they would come up with. Because actually, if you read if you read both books, you sort of see it a lot better. And actually, yes, he was nasty in the same... He was nasty, but he was nasty in the same way in which Vieira was nasty. And the media tried to make more of that story in his autobiography than it was. And that comes across in his second autobiography as well. The reason why you're wrong, and he is actually number one, is because he's won plenty of Premier Leagues... He scored goals, he could defend, he could play, he was a very good player, he'd stick up for himself, he'd stick up for others, he'd give other people on the other team a rollicking, he'd give his own team a rollicking. So yes, I agree he had red mist, but all of those things I've just said just there contribute to the red mist, and that is why he is captain, my captain. Thank you for being a guest on my show. Who is your number one? My number one, I... I had a big knot in my stomach when I thought of this player, but I had to have him as my number one, and that's Vincent Company. Ah. Absolutely had to go with him as my number one. Didn't even get into my top five, interestingly. Carry really? On. No, and that's oh, and that's I'm... not on the Man U prejudice either. He came to mind when wow. I was looking at the Scott Parker and John Terry one, and Wes yeah. Morgan one. He came to mind, but no. What what what's what's made him your number one? Again, he, but thinking back to when he was signed, he was signed as a midfielder before the, all the Arab money came into City. True. So he was, but whilst you could say that City team time and time again have bought the league mm. on many occasions, company has been there, done it, bought the T-shirt, seen the movie, on, and when City have needed it, he stepped up. Yeah, I, you... I remember he scored a he scored a winner against against United. At, when City first won the league, that pretty much set them up for the QPR final day. There was yeah. this long-range howitzer last season against Leicester. Time and time again, he's there. And just when you think, oh, he's past it, he's not doing it anymore, bam, he steps up again. He, yeah. he, and he's just, he's also, when you listen to him, he's just an incredibly intellectual human being. He's really impressive. Yeah, where I will agree with you is... Again, similar to the Henderson injury, his the loss of him has been felt enormously, and I feel enormously more than was expected, so they've not replaced him. Yeah. And actually where he's similar to my number one, Roy Keane, and to a certain extent my number, our number two and three, Vieira, is they were good at the time, everyone knew they were good, but I think they've actually been promoted to great because of how yeah. hard they were to replace. Because... If you go through both Manu number sevens and Manu captains since uh, Roy Keane, yes, mm. Ferdinand had a good stint uh, and things like that. But actually, the fact that Man City have struggled to replace him perhaps pushes him higher upon people's list. And actually, I think you make a good point. Perhaps he should be ahead of some of mine on my top five. I think I think he's just, he's just simply remarkable. 
Excellent. Right, so if you've got your top five and you've been listening to this and your name's not Andrew or Chris, please message in and let us know on at cmartin992 on Twitter. Alternatively, Chris Martin on radio. Andrew, I'm hoping for this to be on Google Podcasts and Apple and what's the other one? Spotify. And I'll let you know if and when it is. I'm going to stop recording in about two seconds and we can have a normal conversation. Looking forward to it. Right.